The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Square. They have the tools to help you get back to business. Check them out by visiting square.com. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Friday the 26th of June. In your Squiz today, Qantas announces 6,000 staff cuts. Australia and New Zealand will host the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. Bayer's big roundup payout and a walk down fashion memory lane. This is your Squiz today. It was big news yesterday when Qantas announced that 6,000 staff will lose their jobs, with another 15,000 to remain stood down for some time. The news comes as the airline outlines its plans to deal with the travel restrictions caused by coronavirus, not just now, but over the coming years. And any idea that Qantas might be part of some sort of V-shaped bounce back really is off the table. It's going to take Qantas quite some time to recover, as it will airlines around the world. Alan Joyce said yesterday that across the industry, airlines are shrinking by about 50% as they weather the downturn. As for Qantas, it's hoping to get back to 40% of its pre-coronavirus domestic flying capacity next month. But but it won't be until the middle of next year, Alan Joyce thinks, before it'll be able to resume flying substantially overseas. It's asking investors to stump up $1.9 billion to help it get through this period. It's also pressing the government to extend the JobKeeper program to help support those suspended workers. Overall, it's pretty tough news for those employees. It comes on top of new data out yesterday that continues to tell the story about just how bad it is in the economy. Job vacancies have suffered their biggest collapse in history, falling 43% in the three months up till May. It also outlined the industries that have been the hardest hit. Yeah, when you look at those industries, we're talking about arts and recreation services. Job vacancies there were down 95%. In the rental and real estate sector, down 68%. And then in accommodation and food services, job vacancies there are down 66%. That, of course, comes on top of last week's official unemployment rate of 7.1%. And the underlying figure is probably much bigger than that, analysts say. They don't see things improving until our economy can fully open up once the health emergency has passed. In a quick update on Victoria's health emergency, they recorded 33 new cases yesterday. The state has plans for a suburban testing blitz to conduct 100,000 tests over the next 10 days. Premier Dan Andrews says the cases will continue to rise before they fall. Globally, cases are creeping past the 9.5 million mark, with the World Health Organization saying that Europe is seeing an increase in weekly cases for the first time in months. And there are also new hotspots emerging in the US in states like California, Texas, Mississippi and more. Moving on to some very exciting news this morning, Australia and New Zealand have won their combined bid to host the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. Ole! Fantastic <laughs> or news. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, Isn't oi. it great? Yeah, we're going to have to come up with something that captures it. We've got until 2023. Yeah. Really great news that we've won that FIFA Women's World Cup uh, and the chance to host that. It's the first time that it's been shared by two confederation areas, uh, Australia is in the Asian Football Confederation New Zealand as part of the Oceanic Group so that's quite a leap also it's the first time that it's going to be held in the Asia Pacific region really great news, we've got to come up with a snappy chant, I'm sure some smart people will start working on that 
Also good news, because they're the host, the Matildas and the Football Ferns won't have to win qualifying matches. They'll go automatically through to the opening round. Over to the UK now, where WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange is still waiting for his extradition trial. He's now facing a new indictment from US prosecutors that accuses him of recruiting and conspiring with hackers. The indictment doesn't add any new charges against Assange. Unpack this for us, Claire. It's a long road, this extradition process that the US is mounting against Julian Assange. Basically, what it's saying is that with these new uh, accusations that it's trying to shore up the argument that Julian Assange is not a journalist, that he isn't uh, a publisher, that he in fact is a hacker and really it's going to the point that he uh, solicited other hacking groups to try and get information that they could then release into the public. As you say, it is a long road. His extradition trial has now been pushed back to November because of COVID-19. If you want the context to the whole WikiLeaks saga, we've got a Squeeze Shortcuts episode that'll get you across it. I'll put that link into your episode notes. Still in international news, and the president of Kosovo, Hashim Thatchi, has been accused of war crimes by the Special Prosecutor's Office in The Hague. Thatchi was a military leader during Kosovo's fight for independence from Serbia in the 1990s. And after that, he became a politician. He rose to serve as the country's prime minister and foreign minister, and these days he's largely in a ceremonial role as president. Thatchi is one of 10 people who have been accused of uh, the murders of nearly 100 people uh, and also other crimes, including torture and enforced disappearance. Thatchy was just about to get on a plane and head to the White House for talks with his Serbian counterpart. There's still a lot of unfinished business between Kosovo and Serbia and the White House was hosting talks to try and seek some sort of agreement. A judge has until the end of the year to decide if the court will issue charges. The big global chemical company Bayer will pay out nearly $16 billion to settle some 95,000 lawsuits in the US that allege that their weed killer Roundup causes cancer, Claire. It's also putting aside some money for some future lawsuits. Uh, Also, the thought is that there'll be tons of people who will refuse to settle and that it could be more than that. There's also money uh, relating to the chemical contamination of US waterways and for crop damage. Uh, lots of litigation around the use of Roundup at the moment. And when it comes to an Australian class action, that settlement doesn't affect any litigants here. They still need to go through the courts. Back home now and in some more health-related news, a new ban on importing e-cigarette products like vapes will come into effect on July 1. It's something a lot of doctors' groups have welcomed. Yeah, doctors' groups tend to uh, like people getting off nicotine and when it comes to these nicotine-based e-cigarettes, they've been banned for sale in Australia for some time, but people have been able to order the product from overseas. Uh, A ban, though, will come in place on that importation from the food. 1st of July, and that's drawn a lot of criticism, not just from people uh, who like to smoke those products, but also from coalition MPs who say that it will push people back on to good old-fashioned cigarettes. We'll get to Friday Lights in just a moment, but a quick message now from our podcast partner, Square. We're a small business and we'd like to give a shout out to listeners who, like us, are out there hustling every day. Square has your back too with simple tools that can help you get online, 
take payments remotely and even issue things like digital gift cards so that your customers can support your business during these unusual times. To find out more about how Square could help your business adapt, go to square.com. I'll also put that link into your episode notes. High-end fashion retailer Netta Porter is celebrating 20 years of business by highlighting the top-selling item from each year. It's quite the walk down fashion memory lane, Claire. Yeah, everything from juicy couture, velour, tracksuits through to um, very high-end sweatshirts and some very expensive handbags. It's really interesting to see uh, what people have bought over the years. I'm just hoping 2007 with its bootcut jeans doesn't make a comeback. Claire, being Friday, what's the song lyric you're sending us into the weekend with? Our squiz sayings this morning is about a small-scale miner in Tanzania who has become a millionaire after digging up a whopping couple of big rocks of tanzanite that are worth $4.3 million. He says Ooh. he's going to have a big party. As you should. see how many people turn up to that because he's the father of 30 children. All right. But, of course, when it comes to party, and rocks you can't go past lmfao and their song party rockers in the house tonight Mm, great that's going to be stuck in my head now thank you (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) a quick reminder that you've got until sunday evening to get your people onto the squiz for your chance to win a sunbeam coffee machine valued at 700 dollars for you and a friend use your unique referral link to invite your people to check out the squiz you can email that link share it on facebook twitter whatsapp however you like if you're subscribed to the squiz today email just click that blue invite a friend button at the bottom more details in the email but i'll also put some in your episode notes have a great friday have a great weekend and we'll talk to you on monday the squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed sign up at the squiz.com this week our podcast is brought to you by aware super one of australia's most awarded super funds it can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is but with awards like canstar's outstanding value three years in a row and money magazine's 2024 ultra long-term performance aware super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. .au.